welcome <coughs> to the Prospered Soul Podcast. I am your host, Lana McMurray, and I want to welcome you back to this fabulous journey. Initially, if you're listening to the podcast when I first started it out, you do know that I am taking inspired action. So today, we are going to be talking about how the path becomes known to you. And this is all about creating and handling change in your life. Because whatever it is that you want, no matter whether it's money or health or love, functioning family, whatever it is, it's going to take or it's going to you're going to undergo a change. Something is going to be different are going through the process of becoming different and it's how you create and you handle your change um, the practical side of things that will also work alongside the spiritual side of things because there is the spirituality there's practicality and mindset you need to use all three in order to have the life you feel like when you when it's time for you to breathe your last breath leaves you with no regrets faith is taking the step that very first step even when you don't see the whole staircase says Martin Luther King so in yesterday's podcast we talked about the importance of getting started and you learned how to use Mel Robbins five-second rule to launch yourself into start mode. Now today, I'm going to teach you a strategy that could possibly be the most effective for me that's helped me do things all alone. Nobody with me but God. And not even like, even like my children are very good and they've been very helpful, but there's been times when it's been up to me. And if I didn't do it, it wasn't getting done. So, I'm going to teach you how to beat back the overwhelm that threatens to make you feel like you don't know enough and you're not ready. All right? You ready to get started? So, I had a problem to solve in my life. I was a very, very unhappily married girl. And since I met him, when I actually, when I met him, there was the sensation of a tornado that swirled inside of my soul. And guess what I didn't do? I didn't listen. I ignored my intuition and moved forward, entering into a relationship with someone who was doing and saying all of the right things. Let me tell you, there was not one person that was saying to me, well, there was two that were, but there was a bunch of other people that were telling me, oh my God, you have hit the lucky train, the lucky bucket. How did you find him? Does he have a brother? Well, I didn't listen. So now I have experiences and wisdom to pass on to you. Now, there was a point where 
after I was married, all I wanted to do was leave. Literally, I just felt like running away, just fleeing. I didn't know what was going on with me because I've never been physically assaulted. So it was a lot of talking and and silent treatment, either words harshly spoken or nothing said at all. And I just felt bad every single day. Now, I went to church on Wednesday and Sundays, always. And I went to extra things on Saturday, like women's meetings. And and I went to prayer. I even got involved actively in the church. And I was doing my very best to use my faith. I wrote to Kenneth Copeland, Marilyn Hickey, Oral Roberts, all the people. I would call the prayer tower. I was get I was buying tapes um, from Joyce Myers. I was listening to cassettes back then. I was reading my Bible faithfully. I mean, I was doing my faith walk consistently and I prayed nonstop. I fasted so much that my size was a two four and I read I'm a reader so I read relationship books and I even went to therapy with counselors with Christian counselors of course he didn't go he would say he would go and then he wouldn't show up and I'd be the one to show up alone but they never made him come nobody ever called and said you need to show up that's the one thing I didn't like about it how men can just do whatever the heck they want. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. If the woman messes up, you get one chance, honey. But the man, he can have 10. And you're supposed to overlook each one, but don't you dare step out of line. So that's where I was, feeling stuck and feeling very powerless. And... Even though I felt like I wanted to just run away and flee, I couldn't because I didn't want to leave my kids with him. Because I actually wanted to leave everybody. I just, I didn't even know what was going on with me. I honestly didn't even, there was no conversation about narcissism at that time. So that wasn't even something to look into. And I hadn't discovered verbal abuse yet. So I just thought, That I couldn't communicate well. I couldn't communicate well. That there was something I had to be doing wrong. Because why would any person be angry every day for nothing? And he always said that. I'm not angry for nothing. It must be something you're doing. So I didn't want to leave my kids with him. And I was very much hung up on the idea of divorce. I just couldn't get. I couldn't swallow that thought. I really felt that God disapproved of divorce. I was really, really stuck. But my desire to leave, just it just would not go away. And in fact, it kept growing. It got more and more intense. And it wouldn't stop nagging me until finally I took a risk. And I allowed myself to think about getting a divorce. To start to consider it. Because be, before then, remember, if you're walking in faith, it's almost like with a Neville Goddard type of teaching where, and it's, but it's not as like bad. I think Neville Goddard is much better. But if you, you know, when you're walking in faith, you can't consider outside the 3D. 
let's say it's like that. It's like you're looking at, you have to make a choice. Are you believing what you are assuming or are you looking at the 3D? Thankfully, I understand the Bible better now and I get what I did not understand. Excuse me. I had never come across Neville Goddard teachings. Definitely not back then. Now, oh my God, they are so much better than any Kenneth Hagen teaching I've ever had. I'm sorry. Because it is truly about the Bible's understanding. And it doesn't give deference to. I think old time Christianity gives a lot of deference to man because it says it places the blame on the devil and not on a human being. And it says it's the devil working through the human being. But the human being has to take responsibility for their actions because the person that's walking in faith is taking full responsibility for their actions. So what I like about um, the law of assumption, which is an actual law in spirit, is that it makes everybody take responsibility. Everyone owns their stuff. And though I like to cuss, I'm not saying a cuss word because I want to be able to say this is a clean podcast. <laughs> oh, so I felt stuck. Didn't I still wanted to leave. And what I realized, what I realized, the shining light for me was the answers were already in my life. There was this friend who kept offering me this book. And I was offended by her ask because the book was about domestic violence. And how dare you? She wasn't judging me, but it was like, how dare you to the person who gave her the book? She had a worse condition than I did. Her husband was actually sleeping with other women, treating her disrespectfully in front of the kids. I mean, mine was just mean. But he was like evil. And his mother and his sisters were covering for him and making her feel like she was crazy. And so a beautiful soul in her church offered her this book. And she poo-pooed it. She was angry that somebody asked her to have the book. Matter of fact, we both looked at the book and we were kind of like dumbfounded because... In a Christian world, secular stuff didn't come in. That book, The book that was offered had nothing to do with God or Jesus. And because we were so brainwashed to think everything had to have a scripture tied to it, we wouldn't even give the book a good look. But you know what? I was continuing to feel worse and worse in my soul. My soul was not prospering. I was so sad. I was so unhappy. And I just wanted to just leave. I was struggling financially. Nothing was getting better. And I am a book nerd. I'm a nerd. I like to read. And she said one last time, hey, listen, if you don't want this book, I'm going to put it in the giveaway shelf. I'm going to give it away tomorrow or whatever. So I actually took the book into my hand and it flipped over to a quiz. And you know, your girl likes a quiz. I have a bunch of free quizzes on my website you could take that have to do with what type of entrepreneur you are, what your mindset is as a, um, as a, what type of solopreneur you are, what type of solopreneur mindset you have, what your relation, you know, I built all of these different, very good quizzes. Naturally, I like a quiz. 
And so I let that book fall open and I took that quiz. I just kind of skimmed it with my eyes actually. And lo and behold, the questions they were asking were chronicling my life. Things like um, trivializing, like downplaying what I'm saying, um, getting angry, waking up angry already, even though I didn't do anything to make them angry. I mean, the house is clean. There are no dishes in the sink. Floor is swept mop. Everything is put away. Kids have been bathed. Their clothes are clean. Everything's done. Wow. You know, food's been cooked. Food's put away. Nothing's left to be done. I'm not cheating. I'm not even talking to no other men. I am very kind to you. And you're angry. How are you waking up angry? And it was like, you know, and it just helped me to get out of my own head. I took that quiz and I was stunned. I asked, I said, I'm going to take this book. And I took it home and I read it. And I cried. I cried, cried, and I cried. I cried because I had realized I'd been lied to. I cried because I'd wasted so much time. Time I wanted with my kids. I love my kids. I wanted to be a mommy mommy, but I couldn't. I was so ruminating in my head, and it was so trauma bonded that I just, the best I could do was to make sure they had some fun. You know, I was there, but it wasn't there the way I wanted to be. I wanted those kids. It did not matter whether or not my husband and I had a good relationship. If I was pregnant, I I wanted my kids. I did not want to abort them. They were a blessing to me. I wanted them. I still want them. I still enjoy them. And so I cried because I had wasted so much time. I had wasted so much of my effort and so much of my energy on nothing for nothing. I cried because I wanted my kids to be raised by a two-parent home as I had desired in my heart. And they were at risk of now becoming a statistic because they knew I couldn't stay. But then I made a decision. And this is what's always gotten me. Whether it had to do with getting a good grade on a test, deciding to go back to college, I deciding to start this company, this life coaching, business coaching company, getting my promotion at work, where I am promoted and doing well at work right now, I made a decision. I decided to leave. And what happened next was an unfolding of the path being made to me. The path actually became known to me. See, I had had it all wrong. I was so wrapped up in doing what God's people said. And when I say God's people, I don't mean that dismeringly. I mean people that taunt that they know the Bible, that are telling you what God says you have to do, that don't really know the Bible. Not truly. Have they studied it in and out and understand it back and forth and how it affects people? 
No, it's kind of like a controlling thing. They see it at surface level, and because it's been taught for so many years the same way, it's accepted as fact. But that doesn't mean it's fact. You got to study yourself to show yourself approved. And so they wanted me to do this. They wanted me to do that. But it was very interesting. They didn't make their own kids do these things. They let their kids get a divorce like in a month. Unhappy for a month? Oh, go away. Go ahead and get your divorce, child. But me, I hung on for 11 years because of these religious people. So think for yourself. So, you know, you don't have to wait on anybody. Not even God. You don't have to go and get approval from anyone. Not even God. You don't have to go get permission for anyone. Not even God. God is with you. You are I am. You are little God. He is the big God. You're connected. If you have a desire for something, that's him. First of all, pushing you to that direction. That's the way you should go. And don't worry about other people or how it doesn't line up with what you thought it should because you can have it all wrong like I did. So instead of doing what I wanted for myself, which was to leave this relationship, take my kids with me, I stayed for 11 freaking years with it pressing me and with my mental health and things happening just because you decide to stay because you think that's what God's will is. What I love about God is he don't play play. If it's not his will, you're not getting his blessing. So watch your fruit. What's going on in your life? Is it really happening the way you think it should? Is something bad happening? Is that God? If you're a Christian or I don't know, I'm not another religion, but I've always been. a. I know Christianity like the back of my hand. And if you don't have the fruits are not showing up, that doesn't mean pursue and persist even further. You need to really, really understand your peace. Do you have peace? Because you follow after peace. So if you don't have peace about something, that's probably not God. You and God are one in this life. He brought you here and you're like a sliver of his, of his essence. You're expressing him. Your personality and everything it is is beautiful. You don't need to go get permission. You don't need to go ask approval. Do the dang thing. You're not living forever, okay? So when I made my mind up, guess what happened? I got my own car, and I talked about that in a previous episode, how the car came about. I got a great job that paid me benefits, and it paid me more per hour than my ex was getting. And I was a homemaker. This is my second job coming out of that relationship. I got a job at uh, Bally's Health Fitness, working in a daycare, and then I cleaned it. Then I cleaned the the, um, women's locker room, kept that thing spotless, scrubbed toilets, mopped floors, shined sinks and, and, and mirrors over and over and over. So much so that they were like, oh my God, you keep this place so clean. And I got a beautiful apartment. And that's another thing. Don't think you're too big to clean some toilets, okay? We are all equal on this planet. There's not one of us better than the other. We're all worthy. So, and that was just in a few short months of me making that decision, okay? Prior to that, I languished for years in a house with no air conditioning, 
only one car that he wouldn't share with. So I had to get a bus pass to get to work to Bally's. Okay. And a homemaker, being a homemaker, I did not get to, because I left, I left California while in college to come to Florida to start a business where he promised I could get right back into college. Didn't keep that promise. I had to do that for myself. And that's why I'm dang proud of my graduation because I put myself back in my college education like I had started off to. So anyway, I opened the book and I realized that um, you're not always going to be certain of what it is you should do. Hear me again. You are not always going to be certain of what it is you should do. You'll have an inkling sometimes, just an inkling. You will have to trust your inner instinct and step out on that faith. And watch and see what unfolds for you. Because the first step is all you need. Many times it's all you're going to get. But you know what the good news is? Is that we already know the first step. I promise to you. I promise you. And if this is a really good reason for you to have a strategy call with me is to help you to sort through and see is that your first step is this my first step because you already know your first step the first step is going to reveal your path you're not going to see everything laid out in front of you you don't get that the only when you do get that that's what you don't want to (laughs) do because um nothing is that clear I don't know why that's just not the way the world that God seems to work spiritually so the rest of your path is going to be shown to you as you go and that's how it is in life the whole picture doesn't seem to show up all at once so you have to trust and you'll have to step all right trust and step trust and step and that you can do you can do it Well, that is today's podcast. And as always, I have information in the show notes. I learned the name of it. In the show notes, you have links to how you can reach me. I have a whole lot more than's offered there. Like I said, I have built quizzes. I can throw every link that I have there. So if there's something I've talked about that you're interested in getting access to, I will, you're lucky to get me right now because I'll email you back. And make sure you get that link. You have the questions. It's a good opportunity to ask me. I may make a whole podcast about it. Because I do research. And I follow through. So. If you'd like to work with me. I have one on one. All set up. You can. uh, I have an application. You have to apply to work with me. It doesn't cost you to talk to me when you apply to work with me. You're not getting charged that fast. I have to accept you. So let's talk. Let's see what's going on. And let's see how I can help. And let's see if we're a good fit. All right. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Soul Podcast. Talk to you tomorrow.